It's summertime, and the rising temperatures are not only uncomfortable, but they could create some complications for you and your growing baby. What are some great ways to help regulate your internal temperature and stay cold during the next few months? I'm Dr. Wade Schwendeman, a perinatologist with the San Diego Perinatal Center and Sharp Mary Birch Hospital for Women and Newborns, and today we're learning how to survive the summer heat while pregnant. This is Preggy Pals, episode 64. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Are you looking for an older episode of Preggy Pals? We've got you covered. Be sure to visit the episodes link on our website, preggypals.com, and check out the episode guide for links to all of our episodes. And it's great, too, because it also tells you what episodes you can listen to where. For example, our free apps. All of our episodes are available on our free apps and through iTunes. You can find them in a whole slew of different places. I also want to thank all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts, and you'll also get a free subscription to Pregnancy Magazine. Visit PreggyPals.com for more information. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading those free Preggy Pals apps I was telling you about. We do have apps in the Android and iTunes marketplace. Okay, so let's introduce... All the people that are going to be part of our lovely show today. A little bit about myself. You guys know me. I'm the host of the show. I'm Sunny. I am currently pregnant with identical twins, and we found out that they are girls. So I'm joining, yay, I'm joining the girls club. Um, I have two little boys at home already, and I have to tell you, I was really nervous that um, the ultrasound was going to show uh, two more boys. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Four boys. Um, but uh, yeah, so now we're going to have two and two. Super excited about it. Do some time in in um, December, it's, of course, with twins, it's possible the babies could come early. I'm going to hold off as long as I can. And, um, you know, the type of birth, I had a cesarean with my last. I had a vaginal uh, with my first. Um, we're just planning to go the cesarean route. We're just going to keep it nice and simple with the twins um, so I don't have any complications. Um, that could be, you know, something that we can't, you know, really determine right now. So we're going the cesarean route. And then Dr. Schwenemann is joining us here in the studio. And as we were chatting before the show, he said that tomorrow is his wedding anniversary. So congratulations. Thanks very much. Super excited about that. And we'll introduce you a little bit more after the break. Um, one thing that I do want to say to all of our listeners out there, we have a new program um, where we are trying to get all of our listeners to participate in the tapings of our shows. I know a lot of you guys are located all over the country, and we even have some international listeners. And so we're implementing this new program. It's called our Virtual Panelist Program. And there's actually a link on our website. If you go to the community section of our website, scroll down to Virtual Panelists. And basically, if you're on Facebook or Twitter, we're going to be talking about the topics that we are going to be recording on our shows way in advance. And we're looking for your guys' comments, for you to participate in the show. And then we're going to start to incorporate all of those comments within the show as we're talking. And of course, we'll mention your name and that it 
was your comment. And hopefully we'll create this great dynamic conversation with our panelists all over the world. So um, if you are not following our Facebook page, um, check us out. Just type in Preggy Pals. And then if you're on Twitter, um, we also have a Twitter account. Just look for Preggy Pals. You can also search for hashtag Preggy Pals VP, which stands for Virtual Panelist. And as we record our shows, we're going to be tweeting out some information about the topics, about what our expert is saying here in the studio. We'll be asking you guys questions. And uh, again, I hope it'll be a fantastic conversation. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Before we begin today's episode, here's Jennifer Durbin with some pregnancy tips for the clueless chick. Hi, I'm Jennifer Durbin, the author of Pregnancy Tips for the Clueless Chick and the mother of two wonderful little boys. I'd love to share with you my tips for pampering yourself during your pregnancy. While you're busy preparing for the arrival of your little one and all the craziness that will come with parenthood, don't forget to take care of yourself and your partner. Having a baby is one of the most wonderful and difficult things in the world, and every mother will tell you that a baby instantly becomes your number one priority. But for the sake of the baby and your sanity, don't forget to take care of yourself. Whether you plan to get a prenatal massage, spend a day at the spa with a girlfriend, or even take a day off of work to do a whole lot of nothing, it's important to schedule some time for yourself before things get crazy. You may want to plan a fun pre-baby girls' night out or a date night where you're not allowed to talk about the baby. Both are fun ways to celebrate you. It's also fun to step outside of your box if you're in a funk and wear something super trendy that you might not normally wear. If you've been cleared to exercise during your pregnancy, find a local prenatal yoga or aqua aerobics class. This is not only a great way to exercise, but also the perfect way to meet other pregnant women. And finally, my favorite pamper yourself tip, make a list of all the pregnancy don'ts that you've been dying to do, like eating sushi or having a glass of wine then you can look forward to checking everything off of your list after the baby's born. While you're planning for some much-needed pampering, don't forget that your partner is on this wild ride with you. While you're the one with all of the aches and pains who cannot tie her own shoes, your partner has been there to listen to all of your woes and be a shoulder for you to cry on when your hormones are raging. Remember that time you spilled grape juice on your brand new top and cried for two hours straight? So look for a special way that you can surprise him with his favorite dinner or a night out with the boys. For more great tips, visit CluelessChick.com. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. If you've been pregnant in the summer, you know the heat can wreak havoc on your pregnant body. So today we're exploring some great ways to survive the summer heat when pregnant. Dr. Wade Schwendeman is back on the show to share how the pregnant body reacts to changes in temperature. And then towards the end of the episode, we'll discuss some simple ways to stay cool during the summer months. Dr. Schwendeman, welcome back to Preggy Pals. Thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Okay. So um, how easy or difficult is it for a pregnant woman to regulate her internal temperature? 
Well, it's actually pretty difficult for someone to try to change their internal temperature. Uh, your brain regulates it uh, through the control of different hormones that are uh, that are as long as things are going well that don't change very much. And so because of that, trying to change your internal temperature is difficult, which is also quite good because generally you don't want to change your internal temperature while you're pregnant. Okay, so it's kind of difficult to do, but not impossible to do. So we can we do have some influence over it. Sure. I mean, things Anything that you do in terms of activity could adjust that if you're particularly active with exercise or if you're outside in the sun quite a bit. If you're, if you're in a hot environment for a long period of time, your temperature will change. And that's something you got to be very, very careful about. So define long period of time. Well, the long period of time depends on the temperature that it is outside. If we're outside where it's 100 degrees, for example, it's going to take a long time, you know, half, maybe half an hour or an hour before you really start to see significant changes. And it's really mostly going to be your skin temperature that's going to be affected, not necessarily your core body temperature. But if you're, say, um, working out at the gym and you're using muscles all over your body and burning them up, burning up calories quickly, you're going to end up with a, a raise in temperature if you're not careful to watch your heart rate and keep cool, stay hydrated, those sorts of things. What should our temperature be? For, like for pregnant women, we know 98.6 or no, is that, that's right, right? 98.6 for, you know, the general adult population. Um, does that change for pregnant women? Is, or is our temperature higher or lower than that? It certainly might feel like it is, but... <laughs> Not but, necessarily, <laughs> but uh, but actually, actually, no. Uh, you w- I mean, there's a wide range. Ninety eight point six is the average normal uh, oral temperature for people in general. Okay, uh, but there's a wide range of normal for each individual. It, what's important is making sure that you stay with what's normal for yourself. Uh, and not allowing the in- internal temperature to go up. That's the bigger concern. Okay, so if I am normally 98.6, just because I'm pregnant doesn't necessarily mean that's going to change. No. Okay. Your your temperature is your temperature, and it's going to – everyone's got their own internal thermostat, for lack of a better term. Okay. And so you, it's set where you are. Okay, and then – is there a way to figure out, so for, if I'm normally 98.6 and I take my temperature and suddenly I'm 99.3, like is there is there a range that I should really be watching out for um, just to make sure? I mean, because we don't usually go below. We're usually talking about higher temperatures, right? Higher temperatures are the bigger concern in terms of uh, development for the baby and in terms of pregnancy, uh, typically, yes. I mean, if you were hypothermic from being exposed to freezing water, that would okay. be, it'd a, be a different, different story altogether. But uh, in terms of in terms of concern, it's a little bit of range for uh, it's a little bit of increase. But here's the real kicker: it's difficult to know how accurate the thermometer that you're using is, and Sh- so okay, go ahead. that can be a bit of a problem in terms of if you're using an older thermometer that sticks under your tongue and you know versus one of those more recent models where you can kind of just click it once and it shoots into your ear and measures your temperature. You have to be very, very careful with that. Or like those ones, um, I think I have one for my kid that just reads the forehead. Yeah. Those those fancy, fancy ones. <laughs> uh, you know, the, again, it, it, you know, the, generally the rule is uh, you got to be careful with the, I mean, you can, your temperature is only as accurate as the, as the device you're using to measure it. Of course. So you got to yeah. be very, very careful with that. Yeah. Okay. And so you would probably recommend sticking with the same, you know, system. Like if I'm always using, you know, um, a, a digital thermometer, always sticking with that one. So, you know, it's right. consistent. Right. So you know what's normal. And right. Some of your listeners probably are very familiar with taking their temperatures before they got pregnant in the first yeah. place. So <laughs> Fertility. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Okay, so did we really give a range? And I know, again, it's going to depend on, you know, everyone where you started out, right? But is there like a a couple degrees this way and you're probably okay? I mean, is there any kind of general advice we can give our listeners on that? If you get about, if you get a, a degree and a half or two degrees off from where you typically are, that can be enough to change your uh, your core body temperature and start to start to potentially cause some effects. It's the reason that we don't let fevers go untreated in pregnancy and we strongly advise people they keep Tylenol around because, or, or generic acetaminophen, one of the, right. you know, they're the same. Right. Don't take both, but one or the other. Right. And that can help to lower your body temperature down and it's completely safe in pregnancy as long as you don't have any unusual uh, liver issues for the most part. Okay. Now, how does um, a pregnant woman's body temperature impact her baby? Are we passing all this stuff on? Like if, if our temperature goes up a degree or two, does our baby's temperature go up as well? It does. And your baby's temperature starts out a little bit higher than yours. Um, your body temperature is, you know, say it's, you know, your oral temperature is 98.6. The temperature inside your uterus is going to be about a little more than half a degree warmer than that. And it's supposed to be. And the baby's temperature is about a full degree warmer than your oral temperature, which is also what it's supposed to be. But if we go another degree or two beyond that for the baby, we can start to affect development of the brain of the spinal cord particularly the central nervous system, and it can cause damage. It's one of the main reasons we, one of many reasons we tell pregnant women to avoid hot tubs. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Because it will raise your core body temperature, and in so doing, affect the neurologic development of the baby. Wow. Okay. So how do we pre- how do we prevent that besides not going into hot tubs? Are there things you recommend, you know, to well, common mean, things, you know? It's, it's, it's using... It's using smart judgment, right? Avoiding situations where you know that things are going to be particularly hot. You know, if you're going to go to the racetrack, uh, for example, you don't want to stand in the middle of the infield in the sun. You want to wear something to give yourself some shade and to make sure that you stay well hydrated. And, you know, you take advantage of the cooling areas that are around. You know, I mean, if you were on the sideline at a Chargers game, you'd want to be underneath one of those little fans that they have for the players, that kind of thing. Stay, Stay as comfortable as you can. And, you know, the reason that we're most comfortable in a room that's somewhere between 68 and 72 degrees is because it's what our body is used to. Right. And so you can go outside, you can even exercise, but you've got to be cautious about making sure that you get in and out of the sun and not and limiting your exposure in that way. Yeah, no, 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 I hear you. I, I, with my first, Sayer, my oldest little guy, he was born at the end of July. But it was, it was a year that here in San Diego, it was very temperate. I don't know if you guys remember 2010, but it was a very, like, temperate summer. Everyone kept commenting on that. I was like, thank the Lord that is not super hot right now. Um, But we had a community pool, you know, part of our association, our homeowners association. And um, I remember especially, I was about three days late from my due date. And uh, I remember those last three days just basically living out like in the pool and then getting out in the shade. Okay, so Dr. Schwendeman, what should pregnant women, what do we need to know about a couple things here? I want to go over. I've got a little list. Um, When we talk about exposure to the sun, now I know vitamin D, and we've done an episode on this in the past, vitamin D is very good for women. But obviously there is a point that we have to start protecting ourselves, that we have to make sure that our temperature is okay and everything. So what kind of advice do you typically give patients when it comes to how much sun exposure they should have? Well, in terms of sun exposure, it's going to be it's going to be what a person is wants to tolerate for the most part. 
but you've got to protect yourself. Sunscreen is critical for everyone, not just because it helps to prevent sunburn, but because of the potential issues down the road from skin, from sunlight damage to your skin and possible things like melanoma as you get as you age. And melanoma can affect young people. So if you're not careful, it's not it's not something to ignore. When you put when you put on sunscreen, you want to put it on about 10 or 15 minutes before you're going to go outside so that that film actually is dry. Otherwise, you're going outside with wet liquid on your skin and it's just like going outside with cooking oil almost for those first oh, wow. few minutes. You want it to dry first. Okay. And you should probably reapply your sunscreen every couple mm-hmm. of hours, even mm-hmm. if you're outside, even if you're on uh, somewhere where it says, or if you, even if you buy the waterproof or very water-resistant uh, formulas, just the wind and the air can help to kind of break that down and really give you more exposure. So it's a good idea to reapply in general. In addition, you're, you want to make sure, sh- you know, everyone knows about the kind of some of the skin changes of pregnancy. And mm-hmm. while there's no specific studies that demonstrate that pregnant women are more likely to burn or what, or what have you or to have sun damage, it follows that if your skin is more active in pregnancy, the potential for damage is more as well. And so even though we don't have good data to su- suggest that that's the case, it makes sense. And so protecting yourself in that regard makes a lot of sense as well. So, you know, because I know there is a big push, I mentioned vitamin D before, like where's the cutoff from women getting enough sun for vitamin D purposes versus being in the sun a little bit too long? Like, of course we should, well, even when it comes to sunscreen, that's meant to block a lot of UV light, right? Um, So, I mean, how do we balance this? Because we're kind of getting conflicting things here. Don't spend too much time in the sun, yet you need to spend time in the sun for vitamin D. Well, I mean, you need to get vitamin D, and the easiest way to get it is from the sun. But if you're taking a supplement or if you're drinking milk, then you're getting your vitamin D probably anyway. Okay. Um, it's not as critical. The, the, you, know, it's not, you don't need to avoid the sun when you're pregnant. I wouldn't say that you necessarily need to seek it either, though. I think, you can, I think that you know, most people can probably try and get what they need from other sources. Right. Right. Well, and I, I have to admit, pregnant pregnant bellies that are tan look really nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not advocating for spending hours and hours out in the sun, but I'm just saying one of my pregnancies, I had a nice little tan in the other one, um, and including this one, I, I look like Dracula. So I like my pregnant belly, <laughs> and it hides stretch marks, too. <laughs> well, I think a lot, of people, a lot of people generally just think that tan skin looks better in yeah, general, and so yeah. that's why so many people seek the sun, and that's fine. Right, right. And it's just being safe. Right. Okay, so you mentioned um, putting on the lotion when it's still wet and going outside, which may lead into my next point. What about sweating and perspiration? How does that impact us? Obviously, our body, when, when we're sweating or perspiring, we're hot. Our, our body's trying to cool itself off. So what is that doing to the pregnant body? That is exactly what you need to watch. As long as you're sweating, it shows that your body still has the, the, you know, the total body water that you can use to, to cool yourself. This is exactly how your body's internal thermostat works. Sweating keeps you cool by placing this thin layer of water on your body and then hopefully dissipating heat through surface area. If you stop sweating, you gotta be very, you're getting to a point of danger. Okay, and so that's a big issue. Uh, whether it's danger from dehydration or danger from heat exposure or a combination of the two, you've got to be very, very careful about that. And so making sure that you're staying well hydrated is, is, is absolutely important. Okay, so sweating, if we notice ourselves sweating, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be like a warning sign to be like, okay, our body's starting to get a little heated. Maybe we should seek some shade or, you know, um, somehow cool ourselves off, right? Absolutely right. Okay. And if you're like, you know, in the Carolinas and the South, as soon as you walk out the door, you're sweating. 
it's, it's, yes, it's literally it's you open the door from your air conditioned home and it's it's you're taking bonus showers because of <laughs> right exactly okay well, so that leads me to my next point and you know when it's hot outside we usually you know crank on the air conditioning and if we're going from place to place we may be going from a situation where it's really hot outside to a situation where it's really cool we may even be sweating in between right so what are some things that we have to keep in mind when you know like I said either going from a hot condition to a cool condition or just spending our days like if we're in an office environment and they've got the air conditioning on is there anything that we should keep in mind with regards to that well just with the air conditioning itself not really as long as your body is you're in an environment that you're used to and comfortable with your you should be your temperature should be regulated pretty well when you go outside where you're hot and sweating to inside where there's air conditioning your body hasn't had a chance to stop sweating and you haven't had a chance to clean the sweat off so you're going to get cool very very quickly it's a good reason to dress in layers and you know make sure that even though it's summertime to have something light to cover yourself with in case you do get cold sure sure okay awesome well when we come back we're going to discuss some specific ways pregnant women can stay cool during hot summer months I know we've been kind of chatting about it so we're going to go over um, some common things and maybe some stuff you guys haven't thought of before and we also checked in with our Facebook friends to see what helped them during their pregnancies and we'll share their comments as well so we'll be right back Welcome back. Today we're talking about ways to survive the summer heat when pregnant, and our expert is Dr. Wade Schwendeman. He is a perinatologist at the San Diego Perinatal Center. If you guys don't know what a perinatologist is, I've actually become or am becoming very familiar with them because that's the OBIC now. It's basically a high-risk OBGYN. Okay, so let's continue in our conversation. Um, we want to discover, we want to explore how pregnant women can stay cool during the summer months. We've talked about temperature in the first half and some things to keep in mind when going from hot to cool conditions. So let's just talk about how can we stay cool. And um, I found some of these things that um, people, pregnant women, we were recommending online. And we've also reached out to some of our Facebook friends. So let's just kind of go through this, this list. Okay, so I think we brought this up a little bit before. But this is kind of the obvious one. Um, we're talking about like cool washcloths or towels. Um, squirt bottles was specifically mentioned online. Um, but but anything like that where we're maybe even like, I, I don't know, ice packets or something like that. All this stuff I'm assuming is good, Dr. Schwendemann. It's all totally safe. And, you know, I think... Uh what you think about placing cool water or cool washcloths on your body or even, you know, it can even be relatively, I mean, lukewarm water. Right. It's going to be cooler than your body temperature. And you're, what you're doing is you're helping your body to dissipate heat. It's basically like simulating your own body sweat. You just got to be sure that you're still sweating in, or that you're still hydrated in addition to that. Because if you're dehydrated in spraying water on the outside, you'd be a lot better off putting that water inside instead. Like Amy mentioned before. <laughs> One of our Facebook friends, Destiny Votinsky, says um, she takes cold showers in the evening after a swim. So it looks like she's kind of doing both. And then she says walking around the house with all fans on like a nudist. <laughs> Just make sure that the, the blinds are drawn, I guess, if, if you're going to do something like that. Or that you have really good relationships with your neighbors. Right. <laughs> Okay, so this next one I thought was really funny. Um, a really good point, though, and that is, 
eating cooler food. So we kind of know that. If, it, if, if it's a hot summer day, you grab a popsicle or a cold, you know, bottle of water, you know, all that stuff's good. But slice to, of watermelon. Slice, yeah, I've got that in my fridge right now. All that stuff is good. But the other thing to add to this is watch the type of foods that you're eating, like spicy foods. Um, and, and that was kind of, you know, it, it totally makes sense, but that isn't probably something that I would automatically eliminate from my diet. Um, I might not go for like a super hot meal in temperature, that makes sense to me. But to watch the spicy stuff, too, because what happens? You start perspiring, you know, and you just start to feel hot. So, yeah, I thought that was a really good point. So many pregnant women have, uh, you know, heartburn, acid reflux, that, oh, yeah. they, that they tend to avoid those <laughs> naturally yeah. uh, because of the of the, uh, uh, of the revenge that the food has on you <laughs> later, for lack of you got to be careful when you spicy foods aren't going to raise your core body temperature, but you're certainly going to sweat a lot more and that might leave you less available for later. Yeah, for sure. We already talked about swimming, so I don't want to go over that too much. Um, one of uh, our one thing to add was swimming, oh, sure, go ahead. swimming in the ocean or floating in the ocean. Yeah. And I just want to, I want people to be aware that they need to be cautious with that. The ocean is not to be disrespected. The power of right. waves, if you're in a low, if you, if it's, if it's in a smooth, gentle place where there's not a lot of waves, um, then that's fine. And But if you're someplace where there's a ton of surfers who might hit you or the surf itself might knock you over, you got to be very, very cautious about that. When you're pregnant, your, your center of gravity shifts and your balance shifts. And when you're swimming, things are floating and they're weightless. And so it's very easy to lose your balance, try to you know be able to stand like you would normally have been able to do and then not be able to do it because you have more weight in your abdomen yeah. and so you fall forward or sideways. And falling... It, the swimming itself is not the problem. It's the falling that can be an issue for pregnant women. Right. And so you got to be very, very cautious with impact. Well, you know, in the undertow, too, I, I think that we kind of forget how strong the undertow can be. And if you are carrying a lot of extra weight, you know, we may think that we can do something that we can't. And we may find ourselves in a difficult position. So a note, note taken, I, I think that's a really good point to make, is that uh, when you're swimming, especially open in open waters like that, to really be careful. You know, um, the other thing, wearing light, breathable fabrics or, you know, like like Destiny, our Facebook friend was talking about, you could walk around naked. <laughs> but if you don't want to do that, uh, there are, you know, plenty of, you know, types of clothes out there that definitely um, are more breathable. One of our Facebook friends, Tiffany Marlowe Castro says, dress your beautiful pregnant belly in a bathing suit, go hit the beach, bring shade cover and enjoy the breeze. Um, I did last August at nine months pregnant. It was cool and liberating. Just do it. It also makes other people people smile. Yeah, I, I bought a couple of, um, you know, specific bathing suits that were related to, to pregnancy, you know, maternity suits or whatever. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, once you get big enough where you can definitely tell it's a pregnant belly, that's that's kind of fun to do. Um, you will get more people noticing you, but usually it's a, it's a positive thing. So and, and we've talked about this next point a couple times during the show, but staying hydrated. And Dr. Schwenemann, I really want to focus in on this. So w- what do we mean by staying hydrated? And how do we know that our bodies are properly hydrated? Well, the most important thing, women need, pregnant women need at least eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day in addition to the other liquids that they're consuming. That is, it sounds really easy, but not everyone does it because they don't, they feel like if they don't, they don't want to go, they won't go to the bathroom quite so much or something like that. That's not going to happen. It's just your body's going to take the water from your, from your body's stores and you're going to lose it. Staying hydrated is something that you got to, you've got to be on top of. If you're outside losing water in sweat or just in, you know, through activity, you're going to need to replace that as well. It's just like 
all those Gatorade commercials you've seen dozens of times before, your body loses hydration during activity and you need to put it back. It's critical to do that. And if you don't do it, it it's, it's a little bit of a deficit can be replaced later. But if you start to get truly dehydrated, it can be dangerous. Um, what about other drinks? Like we know that, um, you know, some things kind of deplete our hydration, right? Like I was talking about uh, coffee earlier today and, and you know, I haven't had my coffee yet this morning. And I know that that's probably not the best thing to, to keep our bodies hydrated. But are there other things that you, you know, as pregnant women, we feel like we're drinking water all the time, you know, especially if you've got gestational diabetes. I did that in a previous pregnancy and it was like, gosh, the only thing I can have is water. Everything else has so much sugar in it. Um, is there Are there specific drinks that you recommend that we can either add to our water? And I'm not talking about brand name stuff. You don't have to go into that. But are, are there other drinks that you recommend that we can, you know, stay hydrated with but not feel like we're just drinking nothing? I think that, you know, things that add, uh, you know, the, the fruits and that sort of stuff to your water or, or just adding flavor without adding calories is fine okay. for the most part. I mean, you want to be careful with things like that because you, with those types of products because, you know, if you drink things that are high in fake sugars, essentially, it's going to increase your drive for real sugar. And so that may not be where you want to go. But, you know, um, the electrolyte solutions that you see on the market, the generic stuff for Pedialyte is fine to drink if you want something that's not water. Generally, those are pretty low calorie or they can be. But I mean, plain water is definitely the best. There's no denying that. I know, I know. It's the best. It's, it just gets boring. Oh, it is boring. Yeah. One of our um, Facebook friends, Shannon Caballo, said that um, those little electrolyte packets, the things that we've been talking about, she said she bought hers at Sprouts um, and it saved her from heat stroke during her pregnancy. And she was actually pregnant with twins. So I'm thinking if it works for, for twins, for a mother that's pregnant with twins, you know, theoretically, wouldn't it work for singletons? <laughs> Absolutely. There's no reason not to. <laughs> okay, some other things I want to make sure we, we touch on before we wrap up today. Obviously, exercising, we're told, I'm, I'm actually not supposed to be exercising anymore because of the twins, but most w- pregnant women are encouraged to kind of keep some sort of activity up. Um, and I think it only makes sense that when you're exercising, you know, maybe two o'clock in the afternoon isn't the best time to do it, <laughs> right? Outside in the sun. <laughs> sure. I mean, if you want to exercise outside, you have absolutely can. Yeah. You know, when it comes to exercise, there's all, we could spend the whole, another whole right. session on, um, on just exercise and pregnancy and it would not, it would be a good one to do actually. Right. But, um, when it comes to exercising, you want to make sure that you're, you're not putting yourself or your baby, uh, at any risk. And so you want to keep your heart rate in its target zone, which varies based on your age and pregnancy. You want to make sure that you're not substantially increasing your activity suddenly, which is the same thing you wouldn't do uh, if you were uh, not pregnant, but it's even more important there because you don't want to stress things. Your joints are in a different position. You're, 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 they're more relaxed in a lot of cases. And so if you're going to exercise outside or someplace where the where it's not air conditioned, for example, then yeah, you want to try and choose times when things are going to be cooler. Um, one thing that I think you brought up really quickly, and it kind of goes along with this, is if you're not exercising, kind of the opposite of exercising or moving around a lot is just resting. I know a lot of the times when um, you know I'm taking care of my two my two boys that I have already, and I, I feel like I'm exercising a lot because I'm over there. You are. <laughs> Grabbing them, moving them around. <laughs> but, but, and sometimes when I feel kind of overheated, I just kind of take a moment and I just like relax on the couch. And it's amazing how much just resting your body can just cool you off. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So that's something that I would recommend as well. And then the last one I wanted to bring up, and I thought this was interesting too. Um, they mentioned on the internet, and you know the internet, everything is 100% right on the internet. Um, <laughs> but they mentioned consistent breathing. So breathing can actually help cool you off. Do you have any experience with that or knowledge about that? Um, first, I want to make the internet comment. We're on the internet too, right? <laughs> Just are. to be clear. Um, <laughs> but everything we say is true. So um, it's going along with my comment. <laughs> you have, we, I would agree that what we have, you're true. I can't argue with that. That's true. In terms of that, I think that consistent breathing does help you. I don't know that it necessarily helps regulate your body temperature more than but I mean, so you, you wouldn't want to breathe rapidly or slow your breathing down just to, to try and change your temperature. Your breathing is is as important or more important even than your uh, your internal temperature. And so your body, of course, needs the oxygen that it needs. It's important to stay um, well oxygenated. And so you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to exercise in a room full of paint fumes, for example. But <laughs> but, you, but the point is, you yeah. want you want to make absolutely sure that you are breathing that way. Yeah, and it may help you rest. It may go into that last absolutely. comment. You know, you're starting to slow down your breathing, not not slow, but if if it was elevated for some reason, sure. like me running after my little guys. You know, I'm starting to take a break. I'm starting to really breathe in, breathe out, and I think it's allowing my body to rest. So maybe those two are kind of connected a little bit. That's absolutely right, yeah. and it helps you to focus and center yourself and relax a little bit if you're right you take yeah. a slow deep breath and it, it really helps. helps to get your mind right which with two little boys i can imagine is a challenge <laughs> you'll know someday well i don't know if you'll know about the boys but you'll know about the kids i promise <laughs> all right guys uh, ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for being part of our show today if you guys want some more information about dr schwenemann you can visit the episode page on our website i do want to let you know this conversation is going to continue for members of our preggy pals club after the show dr schwenemann will discuss the warning signs to look for to determine if your body is becoming overheated so for more information on our club visit our website preggypals.com We have a comment from one of our listeners, and this comes from Mary. Mary asks, Hi, Preggy Pals. I just downloaded your app in iTunes. I love how easy it is to listen to all the episodes and even star your favorites for easy access. I'm wondering if there's a way to listen to all the episodes continuously without having to click onto a new episode each time. It would make listening to episodes in the car so much easier. Thanks. Okay, Mary. So yes, there is a way to do this. If you are in your app... And I believe this is actually just for the iPhone. I don't believe this option is available for Android. But if you have an iPhone, go to the settings page, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see a section for continuous playback. And you do have some options. You can listen to all the episodes new to old, all episodes old to new, all the starred episodes. You can repeat your current episode. So you do have some options there. Just click the option you want, and it should be saved. So, Mary, thank you so much for your question. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, we're discussing the importance of dental work during pregnancy. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care. 
and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.